All right, you have your Bibles, Hebrews 4, 16. So here we go. So here we go. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. So when you hear the words, let us come boldly, is those words of rejection? Is those words of, eh, I don't know if you're good enough. All right, what is that word? Let us come boldly. That's God saying, hey, I'm here. Hey, I care for you. Many times in the distractions of our lives, the enemy wants to bring a tax that, you know what, I'm all alone. Nobody cares for me. I might as well resolve it on my own. But the Holy Spirit, the Lord is saying, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. And there, this is a promise, there we will receive his mercy. We will find grace to help us when we need it. This scripture is clearly saying, I know you're going to have difficulty. I know you're going to have struggles. I know there's going to be conflict. I'm God. I want you to come to me. It doesn't shock me. It doesn't surprise me. I know how to fix it. I know I am the way, the truth, and the life. Not me, Dixie, but God is the way, the truth, and the life. It's not surprising to him, okay? First Peter 5, 7, it says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about what happens to you. Tonight, I'd like for us to just be encouraged in the word that God cares for us. So look to somebody next to you, say, God cares for us. Sometimes we just need to have that refreshed on our mind. God cares for us. Romans 8, 35 through um, 38, it says, Can anything separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity, or are persecuted, or are hungry, or cold, or in danger, or threatened with death? No. Look to somebody next to you say, No. Now, that came out a little feminine, so if you want to put your own tone to it, no, go right ahead, okay? Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I, this is Apostle Paul speaking, and I am convinced that nothing, come on, say nothing, now I'm going to continue, can separate us from his love. Death can't, and life can't. The angels can't, and the demons can't. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, and even the powers of hell can't keep God's love away. Whether we are high above the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus. I love it how it describes what you're going to go through. You're going to have the highs in life, and you're going to have the lows in life. But whether you had a high day today, that means a good day, or whether you had a low day today, it still means that God is on the throne. He still loves you. He has victory in your life, and you have access to that because he cares for you. Amen? I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, not for you to respond, just for you to process and think about, okay? Have you ever been going about your day and bam, I know that's not like a food reference, whoever that, you know, bam, you know, but, and your heart just felt like it got punched either by hateful words spoken to you or about you. Have you ever just uh, been going about your day and bam, you got knocked down by a bad report on the job or with a family situation or with a health crisis? And that just takes, that it just takes your breath. 
As a human being, we will begin to try to process the pain of what just happened. The questions will come, how could this be? What am I going to do? But my friends, expect the enemy to charge your mind with lies. Lies of you are all alone. Lies that you are forgotten. Lies that, where is God? I don't see him. Or how could God allow this? What did Romans 8, 35 through 38 says? Nothing can separate us from his love. Death can't, life can't, the angels can't, the demons can't, our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow. Nothing can separate us from his love. So no, that tells us no matter what we face, God still is there for us and cares for us and will give us the grace and the strength to walk through it. No matter how deep your valley is, no matter if you had an awesome rocking day, he is still the same God yesterday, today, and forever, according to his word, Hebrews 13, 8. And so I want to share with you a story, um, and uh, this is a real story. It's not something that I saw off of America's Funniest Home Videos or anything. It really happened to me. So I'm going to be a little transparent uh, with y'all tonight. And so I enjoy water sports. And um, my family and some friends of ours, we were out in Henderson, and, and we were just enjoying the beautiful day, and we were kneeboarding. And just as I'm coming around the bend, and I mean, I'm just hitting the waves and just having a great old time. It's a gorgeous day, just having a great old time. And all of a sudden, an unexpected force jumped up out of the water, knocked me in the face, and I was stunned by the impact not only was I stunned, but I was disoriented and I lost my balance and the grip on the rope. So you're thinking, oh my goodness, what happened? See, I'm enjoying the day. Life is good. And I'm just, I mean, y'all should have seen me. I was looking good. Just, I mean, just hitting the waves and turning, having a great time. And this huge impact out of nowhere just come and smack me right in the face. And so as I'm laying there and I have my, I had to let go of the rope and, and I'm just kind of stunned. And I hear as the, as the boat's coming around to pick me up, I hear my loving family just roaring with laughter, roaring with laughter, not compassion with, oh, let us have you, but just roaring with laughter because they saw the impact of what happened. And it was so funny if they didn't, if you didn't see it, you wouldn't have believed that it happened. But just as I was coming around the bend, a massive fish jumped up out of the water and smacked me right in the face. There was nothing pretty about it. It was gross, it stunk, and he left his impression. Not only was my face red, but I was completely slimed. And then I smelled like, and it was a big fish. I don't know who was more stunned, the fish or me. But I mean, it covered half of my face and, and I had slime and everything. And I was so stunned. They got me in the boat and they were like, man, if we would have had a video camera, we would have sent that in. And I'm like, come on, guys. This just had a, had a huge impact on my life and for that moment. But let me tell you something. Once I got in the boat, I got my bearings. I wiped all the slime off, had some baby wipes, had to get the fishy smell off. I was not going to let it to deter me from enjoying the beautiful day, enjoying the time with my family. It's an, even though it was an unforgettable moment, but I can, uh, 
but I can convey to you the positive of that experience in that when you get knocked down, when you lose your balance, remember God cares and loves you. Don't give up, but move forward. He has more life for you to enjoy. In that moment, it, it, it was stinky. In that moment, it was shocking. In that moment, it was the most unexpected. You might not have had a fish jump up out of the water and smack you in the face, but we can go throughout our day and we can have those same impacts that are stinky, that get us disoriented, that leave us shocked. Like, are you kidding me? Did that happen? Anybody have those moments? Are you kidding me? Did they say that? Are you kidding me? This is what happened? And the enemy wants to get us unbalanced. The enemy wants to get us disoriented, to get our mind off of the truth that God still cares for us. Amen. So how do I want to talk about three points? And I'm sure that there are many more, but I'm just going to expound on three. So how do we experience God's care? How do we experience God's care? One, block the shade. Now you say, Dixie, what do you mean block the shade? I'm not talking about go put some sunscreen on. I'm not talking about, you know, staying under an umbrella. I'm not talking about that. The enemy Satan will always pursue after throwing shade at your mind about who God is. Throwing shade, in other words, throwing that lie, throwing that deception of who God is. And in order for us to, to embrace that God cares and loves for us, we have got to block the shade that is coming our way. Amen? First Peter 5, 8, it says, Be careful, watch out for the tax from the devil, your great enemy. He prowls around like a roaring lion for some victim to devour. The enemy Satan will attack our minds with a shady lie. Warning, are you questioning and reasoning God's own nature and character right now? Example, does he really love me? Is he still the healer? This situation is bigger than what God can do. That's a warning sign. The enemy is throwing shade at your way and you're meditating on it. But then here's a danger part. Are you thinking on and believing the shade throwing your way? See, we're constantly going to have the shade thrown at us. But it can't grip us unless we begin to believe it and meditate on it. Okay? Believing the shade thrown to your mind by Satan against God's own nature and character and love towards you. If so, you have entered an arena where a fortress, a barrier, or a stronghold is holding you back from experiencing God's care, love, peace, and purpose for your life. You know, anytime the enemy is, is going to go after that, which is a threat to him. And when you and I come into a relationship with Jesus Christ and we discover all his, how much he loves us, when we discover that, that we are never alone because we have Jesus, we are never alone. In the deepest of the darkest times of our life, we are still never alone because Jesus is there. In the most confusing and frustrated times in our life, we're still never alone because Jesus is there. And what does it do to someone when they know that they are loved, that they are valued, that they belong, that they matter, that they have a purpose. It makes them confident. It makes them have a joy and a strength on the inside of us. And Satan hates that. 
Because where someone has purpose in Jesus Christ, that means that every plan that the enemy has, it is going to fail. You and I are a threat to Satan. And he wants us to, he wants to bring shade our way. That man, God don't care for you. Because if he did, you wouldn't be going through this. Come on, call Satan out for what he is. He's just bringing shade. He's just bringing shade. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. This is for the weapons of our warfare are not made of flesh and blood, but divinely powerful for the destruction of, of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive of obedience of Christ. Isaiah 26, 3 through 4, it says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Listen, when we do not know the truth of someone's heart and motive, we will always keep ourselves at an arm's length. We are not going to let people close to us that we don't know and trust them and respect them and love them. There is no difference in that with our relationship with God. And how do you know him? How do you know when it's shade that's coming your way or whenever it's truth coming? Is you have to know his heart by knowing the word of God. The word of God. Every time a thought comes to your mind, every time a thought comes to your mind, line it up with the word of God. If that thought comes to your mind, if you are all alone and the only way to fix this problem, it's on you. You've got to figure out a plan. You've got to do it yourself. Look at the mess that you created yourself. You are such a failure. That is shade. That does not line up with the word of God. Because the word of God says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I love and I value you. So God wants us to block the shade by knowing the truth of the word of God and how we think it, and how we speak it in our lives. But also know his character. Know who he is. First Peter 5.10, in, in his kindness, God called you to his eternal glory by means of Jesus Christ. After you have suffered a little while, he will restore and support and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. Because of the work that, that Adam and Eve did through sin, this is no longer a perfect world. But God sent his son, and you know this truth. God sent his son into the world. That listen, not only can you and I can have access to know his truth and have confidence in a relationship with him, but we can recognize when the enemy is bringing shade and we can reject it and walk in peace. Amen? All right. So how do we experience God's care is block the shade of the enemy's lies. But also in Matthew 16, 13 through 21, I want to look at this for a moment. Uh, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah, or one of the other problems, pro mm -mm, not problems, prophets. Then he asked them, who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah and the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. From, the, from then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that God, excuse me, that he had to go to Jerusalem 
and that he told them that they what would happen there, that he would suffer at the hands of the leaders and that the leading priests and that the teachers and religious leaders, he would be killed and he would be raised from the dead. So why is it, how does this uh, relate to the point? Because God is not influenced to ever change his holiness, his deity, his nature for acceptance. Our popular opinion are the favor of the crowd. God is who he is. And we can have confidence because anytime that the enemy comes after you, he's going to bring a light, but he's going to try to bring shade on the very nature and character of God. And we can have confidence. No, no, no. God is who he says he is. And he's not going to change. Even though I had a low day today, even though things were rough today, not speaking for me personally, but just in life, God is who he is. And he's not going to change. If I have a low day, he's not going to have a low day. If I have a high day, he's not going to have a high day. He cares for me, but he is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is still all-knowing. He is still all-powerful. He is still the healer. He is still the provider. He is still the protector. He is still who he says that he is. Amen? And we can take confidence in that. So how do we experience God care? Block the shade. All right? How do we experience that God cares? Break any attitude that people are your enemy. Break any attitude that people are your enemy. And Matthew, at the end of the, of the chapter that we just read, in Matthew 16, 22 through 23, um, it says that Peter took, now this is Jesus and Peter. Let, let's talk about Peter for a moment. Jesus called Peter, Jesus chose Peter as one of his disciples. Peter was what we call like one of the top three. He had Peter, James, and John. So uh, he wasn't just some um, uh, flimsy little guy. That, you know, he, had, he was always with God. He was in Jesus' inner circle. You know, he was at the Mount of Transfiguration. He was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He, was, he literally was, uh, he was so close and spent so much time, Peter, James, and John, Peter, James, and John. You always hear, it's like you become a part of the family. You know, so Jesus knew Peter very well. And Peter knew Jesus very well. They'd spent a lot of time together. So let's hear how this story goes. Um, uh, Jesus had just said, hey, who do you say that I am? And then Peter receives a revelation, okay? And then this is the continuing uh, of that conversation. But Peter took, after Jesus had said, listen, I'm going to go and I'm going to be killed. Then I'll be, I will be raised from the dead. After Peter heard that, it says Peter took Jesus aside and corrected him. Some versions say Peter rebuked him. Peter said, heaven forbid, Lord. He said, this will never happen to you. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap for me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view and not from God's point of view. So let's do a couple of takeaways from here. Jesus rebuked Satan's lies. He didn't say, Peter, get away from me. Even after Peter took him aside and rebuked him, Jesus addressed the lie that brought a barrier and a stronghold onto Peter that had even bound Peter also of spiritual pride and distorted his perspective not to see the plans and the purpose that was right in front of him of being the savior of all mankind. He couldn't see it. You will have people around you in your inner circle closest to you that have a negative attitude and a wrong perspective on life, 
or the situation, and they cannot see it that can affect your environment. Our attitude towards another person will never be right if our approach is not in love, even if there is a valid reason for the tension and the conflict. We alone are responsible for our attitude. And we can't blame others even if their actions are wrong and affect us. You know, no one can take your joy or peace away unless you give it to them. You know, and it wasn't a mistake that Peter's wrong perspective and wrong attitude towards rebuking Jesus Christ happened in the inner circle. It wasn't a mistake that the very thing that Jesus was telling his disciples, I am going to go, I'm going to hurt, I'm going to be betrayed, I'm going to the cross. That was the very purpose of God. And it was not an accident that the, the people in his inner circle was the one that was attacking the very purpose and plans of God. See, guys, people are not our enemy, but the enemy uses with shade, uses the lies and distorting of perspective in people in our inner circle to try to bring harm. And it's not people that are our enemy. You ever just been doing something or you had plans for something and all of a sudden you got in an argument with someone that you love and it was the stupidest argument you've ever heard of? You know, like... You know, why did you leave the, the kitchen drawers open? You know that aggravates me. You know, why did you not empty the, the lint tray from the dryer? Are you crazy? We've talked about this. Why do you keep on turning on the lights? Do you know how to flush the toilet for crying out loud? You notice that? And it's like every, it's like, it's like becomes a very an intense conversation. But I want you, uh, I want you to evaluate something for a moment. When you notice that those intense conversations come, what is on your schedule that God is about to use you to do that's bigger than you? What is on your schedule that you see that God has opened a door that has directly to do with the very purpose that He's planning called you to do? You see where I'm going with this? Expect when God is going to move in your life, you can expect the attacks of the inner circle. Not by people, just by the enemy. By the enemy. Because a stranger coming and saying, hey, why didn't you open the door for me? I'm coming through. You'll just be like, okay, they just have an issue. But boy, whenever it's your loved one, you might like, what? Who, do you, who are you talking to? I know you just didn't speak to me that way. Well, I've told you a hundred times, turn off the lights when you're done with them. (laughs) You know? So, you know, it's, but sometimes it, we have to recognize it. Recognize it. No, enemy, I know that you're going to use me to do something bigger than me. And I'm not going to allow my attitude to attack the very ones that I love. Because then that's just going to get me distracted. It's going to bring stress and tension. No, I'm not going to allow that. I refuse to allow the enemy to rob from me my joy and my peace. Break any attitude that people are your enemy. Amen? All right. John 15, 18 through 21 and uh, and 26, it says, When the world hates you, remember it hated me before it hated you. The world would love you 
if you belong to it, but you don't. I I chose you to come out of the world, and so it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? This is Jesus speaking. A servant is no greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. These people of the world will hate you because you belong to me. For they don't know God sent, they don't know God who sent me. But I will send the counselor, the spirit of truth, and he will come to you from the father and will tell you about me. The scripture is talking about, listen, if they gave God a hard time, you can expect to, to, to get a hard time as well. But remember, it's the enemy. It's not the people. Because everything that God does is with people because he loves people. He cares for people. He sent his only son to die for people. So people are not our enemy. Just if you begin to see those, those heightened moments of the silliest things, just recognize, wow, God has something big in store for me if I'm letting this try to steal my joy. Amen? So how do we experience God's care? Come on, say, block the shade. All right, to break any attitude that people are not your enemy. All right, and third in closing, believe that God has more for your life. Believe that God has more for your life. As children of God, even though we don't physically see God, we have access to a continued, greater, broader, growing, expanding relationship with God by the Holy Spirit. It just continues. That's why he's saying, come to me, run to me. Any time of the day, any hour, any moment, I long for you. We must know on the forefront of our minds, our souls, and our spirit, God cares for us. There will be times in our lives that bring great tear, tears. There will be times in our lives that it might seem that we are in the lowest valley and the deepest pits. All and this will eventually pass. But in those times, we will go through moments of, of those feelings of, I don't know how much more. I could go on like this. I don't know how much more I can handle this. We will face that. But listen to what the Lord says. Come on, let's let him encourage us. Encourage us so that we can reach out for more. John 16, it says, Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. The enemy does not have the right to squash your dreams and destiny and purpose that God has for your life. We're going to have those days that we just have to wake up. Today, I'm just going to breathe. But I know that God is here with me when I'm breathing. Amen. The Holy Spirit is God's empowerment of his self in you. Beyond Beyond yourself's ability beyond your self's understanding, beyond your circumstances, the power of divine wisdom, insight, understanding, and favor working and moving on your behalf. Why? Because God cares for you. It's who he is. There will be times and moments in your life we cannot do it. It's not just times and moments. Any time of the day, we cannot do it by ourselves. We need Jesus. In everything, in every decision, in every marriage decision, in every parent decision, in every financial decision, we need him. 
We need him. And Romans 8, 11 says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as he raised Christ from the dead, he will give you life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living in you. Say, okay, Dixie, why are you talking about the Holy Spirit? Because there are things that you and I cannot overcome by our own strength, by our own ability, have an understanding how to walk through without the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. God didn't just give it to us as a a backpack for us to put on because it would look like a fashion statement. God said, no, you are going to need this in your life to maintain victory, to experience, to experience in your inner man that I care for you. That's how we have a relationship with God, by his spirit. Before Jesus went to the cross, he was speaking to his disciples and John 16, 12 through 15, and it says, oh, there is so much more. Now, I don't know if Jesus had that type of expression, but boy, you know he had to be excited because he knew what was coming. Well, what was coming, Dixie? See, the relationship that Jesus had with his disciples at this point, it was, it was physical. Physical in that they could see him, they could touch him, they saw him do the, they saw him do the, the miracles, but he said, oh, but they also, they saw the relationship that he had with his father, they saw the revelation and the understanding and just the strength that he had. And he said, but listen, when I go, I'm gonna come and leave a comforter. And when you have my spirit living on the inside of you, oh, how much more. Are you going to experience me than ever before? Because right now you're seeing what I'm doing. Right now you're able to, to lay your head on my chest and, and, and be comforted by me. But then I'm going to live inside of you by my spirit. So that no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, you will know that I care for you. He says, oh, there's so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it right now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. He will not be presenting his own ideas. He will be telling you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by revealing to you whatever he receives about the future. He will bring me glory by revealing to you whatever he receives. Okay, I just repeated that. All the Father has is mine. And this is what I mean when I say that the Spirit will reveal to you whatever he receives from me. I want us to look at a couple more scriptures and I'm going I'm to uh, close this, close on this point. First Corinthians 2, 9 through 16. It says, now this is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Come on, how many of you love Jesus right now? Well, then this word is for you. No mind has imagined. Our minds cannot fully grasp all the dreams and the plans that God has for us. But we know these things because God revealed them to us by his spirit. And his spirit searches out everything and shows us even God's secrets. Our mind is hindered by so almost so much capacity that the brain can process. But God is saying, I'm going to put my spirit in you. And by my spirit, you're going to have a personal, deep 
a relationship with me that will reveal to you not only who I am, but will empower you to do things bigger, beyond, more than you could ever dreamed or imagined. Why? Because I care for you because I care for you. God, how am I going to do this? God, I need wisdom and direction in my marriage. God, I need wisdom and direction in my job and my finances. God, how am I going to do that? By my spirit, by my spirit. He searches out everything and shows us, even God's deep secrets. No one can know anyone, no one can know what anyone else is thinking except the person alone. No one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit and God can actually, God has actually given us his spirit, not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given to us. When we tell you this, this is apostle Paul speaking to the church. We do not use our own words of human wisdom, but we speak words given to us by the spirit, using the spirit's word to explain spiritual truth. But people who aren't Christians can't understand these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them. Only those who have the spirit can understand what the spirit means. We who have the spirit understand these things, but others, others, but others can't understand at all. What are we trying to convey here? In order for you and I believe that and experience that God has more for our lives, we have to receive and be living by the Spirit of God. He will speak to us, but we need to know His voice and become familiar with How do you do that, Dixie? Start worshiping Him. Open your Bible, start reading Him. Talk to Him in prayer. Romans 8, 26, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our distress. We don't know even what we should pray, nor how we should pray, but the Holy Spirit prays for us groanings that cannot be expressed. And in closing, this is what I would like for us to personalize. Ephesians 3.20, Now glory be to God by His mighty power at work within us. He is able to accomplish infinitely more than we could ever dare to ask or hope for. God adores us. God cares for us. And you and I can experience by blocking the shade, breaking the attitude that people are your enemy and believe that God has more for your life by receiving his spirit. He's bigger than us. He has great plans in store for us. And he wants you to know his heart, know those dreams not by the limited capacity of how we see ourselves or or how we were raised, but no, by his spirit speaking to us and his spirit giving us new vision, his spirit giving us a new perspective. That It doesn't matter how big the pit is. It doesn't matter how big the conflict is. God still cares and greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He is able to do infinitely, to accomplish infinitely more than we could ever dare to ask or hope for by his power of the Holy Spirit working on the inside of us. That right there screams to the world, hey, I care for you. I care for you. 
Because my spirit doesn't get old. My spirit's always fresh. My spirit doesn't get confused. It's always right on time with the right word. My spirit's never outdated. My spirit brings a new word, a fresh road in every season and every moment of your life. My spirit declares to you in the world, I care for you. You just have to believe it and receive it. Amen. Come on, let's go to the Lord and just pray right now. Could we do that? Let's go talk to Jesus. Just go talk to him. Thank you, Lord. Oh, how he cares for us. Oh, how he cares for us. You say, yeah, Dixie, I, I, I understand that. Of just God cares for us. But you might be in a position right now. says, no, Dixie, I, honestly, I, I don't. I hear your words, but I, I'm not experiencing that right now in my life. I'm not experiencing that. I'm not experiencing that. That's not the world that I live in. But my friends, God delights for you to experience that he cares. The first place for you and I to experience that he cares is we need to receive him as our Lord and Savior. That's the first place. So if that's you tonight and you say, Dixie, I want to experience his comfort. I want to experience his purpose. I want to experience that he cares for me. Let's give our hearts to the Lord. Let's just go right now and just, if that's you, whether in this room or whether watching online, if that's you, come on, let's just go to the Lord right now. And God sees the sincerity. He sees what's going on in your heart. And just go to the Lord with this. Just say, Lord, here I am. God, I need you in my life. God, I want you in my life. God, I believe in you. I ask that you forgive me of my sins. Change my heart. Change my perspective of life. God, I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now if you say, Dixie, I believe in God. I love God. Man, I'm tired. And I just need to be refreshed. I need to be reminded. Oh, how he cares for me. Because, man, I feel like I'm in the valley. I feel like I'm barely breathing. It's just one thing after another. Or it's like, you know what? I'm going through such a shift change, such a season change, that, that I'm just holding on to God with everything that I have. God wants to remind you, cares for you. He's not going to drop you. He's not going to mock you and make fun of you. But He's going to hold you. He's going to love you. And as you surrender to Him, Lord, He will position you to do things that are bigger than you. Not by your might, not by your power, but by His Spirit. By His Spirit. So Lord, I just ask right now, I just ask right now, Father, if there's any shade, Lord, that the enemy is throwing our way, Father God, expose the shade of the lie right now. Expose any shade. If I got to figure all this out on my own, expose it, Lord, so that we can reject it in the name of Jesus. 
Father God, if there's conflict of relationships in our lives right now, Father, I ask in the name of you that you would soften our hearts. That God, that we would not attack the person of their, by their personality, by their character. Lord God, that we wouldn't attack them. But Father, may we have a holy perspective of seeing them the way that you see them. Of caring for them the way that you care for us. Always being loving, always being gentle, always being kind. Father God, give us a greater love for our loved ones. Let us be, have a gentle response. And Holy Spirit, I ask, just refresh us with more of you. Refresh us with more of you. Come on, if that's you, just say, I want more of the Lord. If that's you, I don't talk for you to stand to your feet. Say, I just want more. What does he have for me? I want more. I want more of his peace. I want more of his love. I want more. I want to hear his voice in a greater way. I want more. I'm not satisfied with where I am. I want more. I encourage you right now. God is saying there's no limit. Come to me boldly and you will find him. Come to him. There is no limit. There is no hindrance. There is no stop. You're not good enough. No, 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 no. He's saying, come. You want more? Come. I'm excited. I have so much more of you. I want you to know that I care for you always and forever. Before you even had a name, before you even had a job, before you even lived in Louisiana, before you even lived in your house, I knew you. I destined you for great and mighty things. And I want you to grasp the more that I have for you. I care for you. I love you with every fiber of my being. I love you. Holy Spirit, we ask right now that you just refresh us with that truth, that you care. In closing, we're going to sing a song. And what this does is God says, when you call to me, I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things that you did not know of. Sometimes that great and mighty thing might be the very thing of tonight. God cares for you. So I just encourage you, use your voice. Use your arms as just a banner to say, Lord, I need you. And Lord, I ask that you show me how much you care for me. God, I don't want to miss out on anything that you have for me. I don't want to miss out on any ounce of your love. I don't want to miss out on any ounce of your purpose and your plans that you have for me. Because God, I know you paid a high price to have relationship with me because you care for me so Nathan just lead us in this song and then we're going to close the service come on caught up in your presence come on just tell him now he said I care for you come on to me I just want to sit here at your feet come to him caught up in this holy Never wanna leave. I'm not here for blessing. Jesus, you don't owe me. 
inferiority of inadequacy be broken and father may we see yourselves as you see us the heavenly father that is declaring come to me come to me I love you come to me I value you and father may we not depend upon our own understanding our knowledge our skills our giftings but Lord God may we depend upon the Holy Spirit to speak to us in the name of Jesus. Speak. Come on, tell the Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, come on, say this over you. Holy Spirit, may I hear your voice in a deeper way. Holy Spirit, may I understand your heart, your plans, and your purpose for my life in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, may I depend upon you and not my own understanding, not my own ability. But Holy Spirit, may I go where you want me to go. May I do what you want me to do. May I say what you want me to say in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we love you, Lord. And Father, I thank you for caring for us by always being there by your spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, may your people be refreshed. May their faith be stirred that God loves them, values them, and cares for them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. He loves you. He loves you. And so do we. If you need anything, we're here for you, here to pray with you and encourage you. You are dismissed.